I'm Emily Sanchez, and you are listening to Turn the Corner, episode 108, Parenting by the Links, Mastering Emotions with Chain Analysis. This is Turn the Corner, a podcast about finding what it takes to turn a corner in your own life, to experience more joy, more resiliency, and more growth. We are transitioning from any adversity we may have experienced. So let's go. Aloha, everybody. Okay, yes, I said aloha. I am not Hawaiian, but I'm wearing my Hawaiian shirt today. So it just came out. How are you? I hope you are doing well. I'm doing great. And I decided I wanted to give you guys some more value. And so I'm going to be focusing on DBT and teaching you guys some skills from DBT, which I've talked about before. DBT is dialectical behavioral therapy. Within that modality of therapy, there are four modules. There's mindfulness, emotional regulation, distress tolerance, and interpersonal effectiveness. And I want to start the series on emotional regulation today. So we want so badly to teach our children this, at least I do. I've got some strong emotions going on up in here, okay? This house, like a lot. <laughs> so this is for me to relearn and teach my own kids. And guess what? It works really well for adults too. So before we get going, I wanted to tell you about a book series in case you did not know. The book series is called A Little Spot of Emotion and you can get it in a box set. So this is A Little Spot of Anger. These are by Diane Alber. I love them so much. There is anxiety, peaceful, sadness, love, confidence. They talk about these little spots and sometimes they grow and sometimes they go down. Gives us a lot of strategies. So even our older kids, they'll think, oh, this is too babyish. But they're not. They're simple. They have simple strategies. That's what we need, simple. And speaking of simple, today we're going to focus on what's called behavioral chain analysis. Now, I know you've you've all heard of chain analyses before, where because of this, ha this happening, this happened, and then this, and this, and this, and this, and this, right? It's so simple, um, and it can be a little tedious. And sometimes you're going to feel like it's redundant, but that means it's working. So... <laughs> So a chain analysis examines the chain of events that leads to ineffective behaviors, as well as the consequences of those behaviors that may be making it hard to change them. It also helps you figure out how to go back and repair the damage. So parents, let's practice, practice this on ourselves so we can start to implement it on our children. And we might just discover the key to our own emotional outbursts. Okay, so the first thing you're going to do is identify the problem behavior. Describe exactly what happened. So it could be, I yelled at my sister. Well, we want to get so specific. Okay, I screamed at my sister and told her, this is why nobody likes you. Ouch, that happened in my house this week. Also in this description, talk about what emotions you felt at the time of the incident. I felt hot boiling anger and frustration. Also, what did you not do? Well, I didn't tell, tear her face off. That's great. Okay, so start 
explaining exactly the problem behavior. Now we're going to go back in time a little bit. We want to describe the prompt, prompting event is what it's called, the trigger. We want to pinpoint in the environment something that seemed to cause the problem behavior. So questions to ask could be, what exact event precipitated the start of the chain reaction? Well, she told me my hair looked funny. Or when did the sequence of events that led to the problem behavior begin? When did the problem start? Or what was going on right before the thought of or impulse for the problem behavior occurring? Or what were you doing, thinking, feeling, imagining at the time? Sometimes there's no like environmental trigger. It's just what were you imagining? What were you doing? What you were thinking? Now, why did the problem behavior happen on that day instead of the day before? Okay. So again, very descriptive in all of these things. Now, on to my favorite part. Still going back in time, but we're going to even go further back into their day. We're going to look at vulnerability factors. This is harder to get out of children, so you really have to hold their attention. So this is the third step. Describe specific vulnerability factors happening before the prompting event. What factors or events made you more vulnerable to reacting to, reacting to the prompting event with a problematic change? So areas to examine could be physical illness. Are you not feeling well? Did you not eat well or sleep well? Did you injure yourself at school or whatever? You could even look at misuse of drugs and alcohol. What about stressful events in the environment? They can be positive or negative. My son usually says something about his math teacher here. It's a big stressor for him. What intense emotions are you experiencing? Sadness, anger, fear, loneliness? Previous behaviors of your own that you found stressful coming into your mind, right? All those things that make you vulnerable to a boop, outburst. Okay, now we're going to try to find the links from the prompting event, like the trigger, to the problem behavior. So Marsha Lenahan, the creator of DBT, says to describe in excruciating detail, yes, it's excruciating, the chain of events that led to the problem behavior. So imagine that your problem behavior is chained to the precipitating event in the environment. We want to find all the links. So how long is the chain? Where does it go? What are the links? Write all the links out. And um, no, no matter how small they are, be very specific as if you're writing a script for a play. So links in the chain can be your actions or things you do. They could be body sensations, how you felt in your body or your feelings, your cognitions, your beliefs, your expectations, even all your thoughts you had, events in the environment or things others were doing feelings and emotions that you experience, like what exact thought, feeling, or action followed the prompting event, um, and then what followed after that, and then what's next, and what's next, and so forth, and so forth, okay? Then you wanna look at each link in the chain after you write it, and was there another thought, feeling, or action that could have occurred? You want to make this look long, especially for your child to show them that it's not just instant. There are things that happen in our minds at trillionths or whatever of, of a second, but they do happen. 
And then in those link links, ask if there are even smaller links you could describe. So I know this is hard, especially for a child who does not want to talk about it. I'm going to include a worksheet for you that you can fill out with your child and it will make it so much easier than trying to memorize this podcast. Okay, there's two last things. Hang in there with me because these are important. So you want to describe the consequences in as much detail as possible, okay? Of, of course, the detail, right? <laughs> so, and then after you explore those consequences, you wanna go back to your diagram and start where you and your child were vulnerable those vulnerability factors, and you wanna talk about what you could do differently. This is the, what can we do differently part? Wonderful, have them come up with it. Then go to the links right in between the prompting event and the problem behavior and talk about what you could do differently. Empower them, empower them, and empower yourself that you are in control and that you can do things differently. That's it. That's it. So I know this seems like a lot, but the reason I like it is because a child will tell you when you ask, well, why did you do that? What happened? I don't know. I don't know what I don't. It just happened. Like they can't even fathom why or how an explosion occurs. So this completely slows down the process and it encourages number one, evaluation of action, which hopefully increases accountability. And then number two, awareness of actions. And number three, the ability to do something different. So in complete summary, you start by describing the problem behavior. Then you go back in time and describe the prompting event, the trigger, the something in the environment that seemed, seemed, remember, to trigger that problem behavior. Then you go further into the past and you look at all the vulnerability factors from the day. Then you talk about the consequences of the problem behavior. And I would even say, go into what would happen if this continued five years down the road? What are your feelings? What, what would occur? What would those consequences look like? Okay. Then you go back to the do something different part and you go into the vulnerability factor, see what we can change. And then, oh, I forgot the link section. Yes, before the consequences, you do the ch actual chain, the links from the prompting event to the problem behavior. Okay, don't worry, you're gonna have a worksheet. So after all of that and all the links have been created, you do the do something different where you analyze your links. Okay, I hope that wasn't too confusing. <laughs> but I want to tell you that this works. This slows down the process. It forces you and your child to look at what exactly is going on. That's where we have to start. We have to become aware of what's going on. And then now you can live in more of an awakened state yourself and you can help your kids to live that way that they can be their own agents of change in their life that is beautiful 
Okay, my friends, I love you. I want you to have an amazing week. Make it what you want. Bye. Hey guys, thanks for listening today. And if you are more interested in receiving DBT services through family or individual therapy, let me know or search for a therapist in your area who is specifically trained in DBT. Thanks. Thanks.